What is going on? We are back for another episode of the ABJ podcast, episode 88 with Killian McMurphy. Super excited for this one. The shooter has made it to the podcast. Rounding out the 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 goons here this year, uh, we'll have another goon making an appearance. Can't say who just yet, but someone else is coming. I, to get all the goons, I'd have to dedicate like an entire year because there's goons and then goons adjacent. I'm sure we'll get into all of that as well. Uh, so make sure you check out the links below to follow all things ABJ. Grab some merchandise as well as everything for my guests. Uh, their new YouTube channel, uh, their merchandise pages, everything like that will be linked below that you can go and support them and follow them on all social media. Um, but first, let's get into our sponsorship of Suplex Vintage Wrestling. Guys, it has finally happened. A whole store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling. They said it can never be done, but I have seen it with my own eyes. Suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in this in the in, uh, Queen Village, their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one roof. Their selection includes the classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the Golden Age, Attitude Era, Internationals, Indies, and more. And if you're tired of watching premium live events at home, then SVW hosts the best watch party since your friend Kyle party when you were 12 years old and if shirts and watch parties aren't your thing let's not forget about their selection of figures replica belts or trading cards from their t-shirts and hats to rare wrestling memorabilia they have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there so what are you waiting for check them out at suplex.svw on instagram or suplexsvw.com and let them satisfy your pro wrestling needs all right we'll jump right into this one so this one's gonna get we're gonna we're gonna fly through the beginning quick because i know killian very well and he can't stand talking about the school and where he trained. He he's he, he's become very um let's say bored with those questions, and he's very numb to the business. And he's such a creative mind. He comes and he wrestles and he does a job, and I guarantee you're entertained every single time. But there's more to this more to this guy than just the professional wrestling aspect and i can't wait for you all to, to hear it and how just his mind is just funny super entertaining person has been someone who since i've been in the business in my short time has always been very welcoming helped me out with so much stuff um it just just not just the wrestling but just filming and putting together productions and him and his team are just absolutely fantastic and i can't wait for you everyone to hear these stories and 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 finally get to really hear uh the, the like more about shooter killian mcmurphy here he is What's up, bud? Oh, we're cracking beers. I love that. I should have brought one up. I just brought a Dr. Pepper. I fucked yeah, up. You should have. I sprayed that everywhere. So uh, maybe you shouldn't have, though. Yeah. That's a, what do you got? A little Bud Light going? Your ad read got me all excited. You did such a good job. I, I appreciate that, man. Well, it, it's true. I, I the You at just the goons in general, since early on for me in this content create space, have always been very welcoming, always been very helpful with feedback and just making me feel like I part, I'm part of the team when I'm just I, I the early days before every single podcaster was welcome backstage and doing everything at wrestling shows I was kind of one of the early ones in the northeast scene and you've always just made me feel very welcome um early days of me heckling you because I was watching your stuff with the meet the press and I was chanting that at you at wrestling shows and uh just just I don't know I, I've always been a fan of you and your outside work because there's so much that you have going on where you're just creative and putting other stuff besides professional wrestling out there and that creativity flows through your promos and just who you are as a person you're just a very creative mind human and I love that about you Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. That's funny that you were the one chanting meet the press at me. And it's it's funny to see uh, where, because you mentioned at the beginning of this, I'm starting my own YouTube channel, Killian Tube, and uh, the, the a video on Odd World, Abe's Exodus, comes out early December. And I'm really, really proud of the production on it, obviously. Uh, 45 minutes on that 
badass, awesome video game from back in the day. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, one of my uh, co-star in the in the video. One of her favorites. I won't say who. I'll keep it a surprise. Um, it's just so funny to look back and think about Meet the Press. <laughs> Dog shit the production was compared to like what I'm putting out now. You have to start somewhere though, and that's yeah. that's a thing. You don't get good unless you hit that record button. Yeah, and I was uh, I was like working in an office at the time and I was like sneaking editing meet the press and like closing the window when somebody would come close and I open it up and then I edit it a little more and then I go back to doing my work and um, now my full-time job is video editing so it's it's a lot easier to do that obviously um, but it's it's God you saying that because we didn't talk about that at all in the pre-production meeting yeah but <laughs> it feels like a uh, Nardwar when Nardwar will come with like an old mixtape. Yeah. Like, How the fuck did you find this? Like, yeah, I yeah. It was it was at a, a old outbreak wrestling at this really really tiny firehouse with the with the little crow's nest up top that people look through the little peak hole to watch the yeah. matches from the top. And you came and I was still on the other side of the guardrail. I wasn't doing interviews or anything yet. And you came out, hit the court, and you're like heel killing and telling everyone that you hate them and uh you put your hand up and like meet the press and you're just like that's awesome and you just <laughs> <laughs> like i broke you for just a second yeah i think i was wrestling ty awesome that match maybe i probably yeah yeah um when i i didn't think i was I just remember getting to those the going to those shows and just being like man like there's some people who perform and they just make it like you could tell you're having fun while you're doing it as well as putting on the performance. And, um, and then I got to like become backstage and see more things and just like working with people like you and, and the rest of the goons and like people like Trajan and AJ Evers of just like, if they're I, like cameras should be following you all around every time. Cause you're just, you're always entertaining. Like it's just always uh, like, it's just part of your personality trait. It's just like, you cannot have a bad time if you're backstage. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, that's, that's, uh, we're filming as, as PWI actually announced. Very cool to say that. Um, the Being 500 documentary about Dustin's time being 500, number 500 on the PWI is coming out. And that's coming out at the same time as the 2024 list. Mm -hmm. Um, not a little bit, but we're really gearing up as far as advertising and post production. Um, it has a lot of those backstage moments and I'm excited for everybody to see those. It's going to be really fun and really, really cool. Now let's dive into this list real quick, just because it happened last year when, when the, when the list came out and Dustin was number 500 and everyone mm -hmm. always gets sour grapes and, Oh, this is bull. And I don't like this. And, but here's the, at the end of the day, the PWI has formed itself and like it's an opinion based thing right they're fans they're just they're fans of the business that make a list it's their opinion it, it's half kayfabe it's half this it's half that but there is truth to the list like you have to just like in any other business you have to put your name out there if you send them your information you're more likely to be seen because yeah. if you just think i'm just gonna work my ass off and never talk about it or not promote myself on social media or get myself out there and someone's just gonna notice me for my work that doesn't happen in the real world no matter how good you are you can still be amazing and not be on the list but maybe you should work harder to get your name out there more so you can be put on lists like that. Um, but I think Dust being put into this, and I didn't get a chance to talk to him about this because it was recorded beforehand, but like that shows you that 
professional wrestling, there's so many layers to this, and there's so much that you can do in this business besides just going in and being an in-ring performer. So for a guy that who does matches, but also is a is a buddy, he likes the term buddy, not a manager, but uh, being someone ringside that, and and also you guys put the work in of your storylines and your promos and everything like that. That deserves a spot in the list, just as anything else does on this on on on, on in this world of professional wrestling. Yeah, I um going into this year. Uh, I did not expect to be 270. I expected to fall a lot farther than I did, honestly. Um, last year I was 254. I won the Cassandro Cup. Mm-hmm. The year before that, I was 235. I had won the Super 8. So I was going like into the end of those judgment periods with these like big trophies. So I had something and I like didn't have that this year. I didn't have the big win, but when the list came out and it ended with, and he loves his Chick-fil-A, I realized that the Chick-fil-A angle, the president McMurphy angle was the equivalent to like a big win, obviously. Um, Like not obviously, honestly. Yeah. Um, it got me number 10 on the top heels in, I think, November, uh, November's PWI last year. Um, so they definitely took notice of it, and they did, like, a like two-page spread. Uh, Lowe wrote that. Uh, really, really well done. Some cool pictures in it. Goes over, like, the inauguration where Rob sung uh, Kid Rock, and we ate the Chick-fil-A out of the cup and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um. So I think like that, you're talking about like promoting and like storyline. I think that was my big win. Of course, like all the crazy heat that it got online, um, kind of incomparable to anything else like in the area on that level of professional wrestling as far as like visceral heat. Like people yeah. really not liking somebody and it truly being work. Because you, you look at that moment and it's so funny because you would think that people knowing what professional wrestling is they'd see oh they're illegally filming at a chick-fil-a at one in the morning to promote tickets to this queer event that's pretty like (laughs) punk and pretty yeah it's awesome (laughs) not an anti-chick-fil-a um but they couldn't see past that. And that's like fucking right. Like, like right there. Like I can't even take credit for that promo. I didn't come up with that idea. Um, we had a little think tank going and I'm not going to like totally shatter cafe, but there was like four or five of us in a group chat um, that we would throw out ideas and be like, no, we shouldn't do this. Yes, we shouldn't do this. So of course there's always in professional wrestling. Like I have to credit that moment and that run to like a small group of people but man the fact that like they couldn't see through the veil is like that's so lost nowadays so mm-hmm. I'm very- and i feel like if they follow you more in your career they would understand that um and and and, and one of the things that like I, I, don't, I don't know how to word this without coming like I don't want to come off negative or anything because it's definitely not a negative connotation at all but like you are part of the community but it's not the forefront of who you are as a person either it's not something like like i don't want to say you don't 
take pride or anything like that in it but it's like if you never knew that you would never know because it's not something you put out there very often either yeah i think um that was very much like a a tool that i leaned into during the angle and um uh when i would come out to let the smoker shine the coops by push a t and i'd come out with the um you know the queer flag but it's got the american star so it looks like you know the stars and stripes but it's got the the, the, the rainbow on it which yeah. is just a absolutely ridiculous concept that that flag exists um but like those things together in particular um I think are kind of that twisted reflection of how people use queerness a lot yeah. of in professional wrestling, if that makes sense. I think the only other time, and I can honestly look back on it where you even, even said it on camera or anything was, was love frog, right? When you like, you were supposed to win a date and you're like, I'm, I'm gay. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> like, I like that's, I think that's the only time I verbally ever heard you say anything about it. I uh, I said I was going to kiss pancakes at one point, too. I yeah. Just, <laughs> I looked into the camera and I said I, I was wanted to kiss pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made air, but. Like, because a lot of times if, if someone is part of the community, especially in old school, school wrestling, and it's crazy how much has evolved between women wrestling or people of color or people in the, in the LGBT community. If you were a, a open character or your character was flamboyant, it was immediately heel. And you play a heel and it has nothing to do with that at all. You're just a heel wrestler. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, I don't know if cathartic is the right word or if you're cool is the right word or um, profound. I don't know. Artsy, whatever the fuck pretentious shit you want to say. Um, it felt good to use it. Mm -hmm. Heel way. But use it in a heel way that's different and use it in a heel way that said something. Yeah. And that's what, honestly, since the beginning of watching, that's what made you to me, made you stand out as a heel. Like you did things differently than everybody else. The way you interact with the crowd, the way you, while you're wrestling, you just do like funny, but scummy heel things. It's just, I don't know. It just, it really, really stands out for you as a performer. Um, now the idea of shooter, and the name and the the character where do you pull from in that like is there is there old people that you watch in the past or from pop culture or movies like where do you get this idea for this character and go from it is it just the the, the trope of it's you turned up to 11 like where does the idea of the shooter killing murphy come from yeah it's a, it's a little bit of me turned up to 11 it's a little bit of like people i knew in high school like people who would beat me in like wrestling in high school like that character kind of turned up to 11 um evil emilio estevez from the breakfast club is yeah. kind of <laughs> elevator for it i never put that together until you just said it and now it I, it doesn't it, it's like stuck there i love the breakfast club it's one yeah. of my top five favorite movies of all time yeah yeah but maybe it's evolved maybe closer to like the the greaser bad boy in, yeah. in years but um you know the the high school wrestler they can't really fight is like kind of we talked about like a, a warped reflection um a lot of professional wrestlers like carry themselves um like they're very badass and they might even be able to like roll a little bit but 
we're all professional wrestlers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so They're more they, theater kids than they are star quarterbacks. Even if they don't realize it, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, that that's kind of what, what my character is. And Dustin, of course, is your, your fat friend from high school who's like, bro, I could manage you. <laughs> and, of course, that guy in real life, he's not going to do shit. He's going to be a lazy a lazy bump on a log Dustin on the other hand is like getting his ass kicked and doing like all these crazy bumps and all these crazy stunts. So that's how, you know, that, that's kind of like taking, excuse me. You're good. You're good. Take, Your burps. Taking what we see and like twisting it on its head and making fun of it is, is basically what we do. Um, where the name itself came from, uh, rest in peace, Kevin Brittingham passed away a couple years ago, uh, helped book 302 Wrestling and helped me with my tryout and kind of like said that's what they should name me. Once I had like a, um, honestly, I don't even think I had the Killian McMurphy name yet. I think the Shamrock Shooter part came first and then we bounced around some couple, a couple ideas, um, here and there kind of started as like a Conor McGregor thing. Cause he was hot at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you kind of find your footing and you find out who you are and you know, you get a hundred different places to train here yeah. and there, different stuff from different people, whether that be character or in the ring. Um, and you kind of, kind of come to who you are. And, and I, my story's like everybody else's in that way. Right. Like I took little pieces of everything and, as far as like in ring, I'm just everybody I saw amalgamated and hopefully turned up a little different. You know, you said I'm doing a good job. So thank you. Yeah, no, I honestly like <laughs> your style of wrestling. I can't be like, Oh, well he pulls out from there. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's a killing match. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how else to like describe it. Just like it's, 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 it's good. Like you can go out, like obviously you watch the super eight and you can go out and have a serious match and you can go out and, work a 60 minute barn burner and do all that stuff but also you can do you know you can have a eight minute match and still and still steal the show and 90 percent of it was gaga just being funny moments you know what i mean but at the end of the day at your when people leave the show they're gonna leave knowing they're gonna remember you and dust be more than anything else that show but just because you have that ability to to captivate them and make them remember the moments because it's not like one of the things that you are very big on and dust and a lot of like that mindset of your crew is it's not about, you know, doing the four fifties and all that crazy stuff is fine. And it's, there's a place for that in wrestling, but nobody remembers the moves. They remember the moments. You know what I mean? Like the one body slam from Hogan is still talked about, but everything else in that match, nobody, nobody picks apart. You know, Sean had an amazing career, but he's always known for throwing Marty through a, through a barbershop window. And that's a skit. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where, you and like I said, like the Trajans and the Tommy Vexes and all those of the world, where they're you're all amazing performers and can re- wrestle in between the ropes better than anybody else in the world. But you also have that mindset of the creativity of being more than just that and pulling out the characters and the stories and and just kept getting the crowd's attention immediately. Well, don't 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 keep saying all this stuff about me being able to to uh, go an hour and work rate. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. No one booked that. No one. <laughs> uh, yeah, promoters keep booking me in these in these rumble matches, and they take uh, they take me and they they put me in first, and then I'm in the last two, or I'm in the last three, or God forbid, I win, and I have to 
stay in there for an hour and a half. So I don't know when this rep got out that I'm that guy, but I, I don't need you to, to continue to, to portray it. I'm just saying it could be done. You know what I mean? Like you're not being an edgy promoter saying, I want to make Killian work, work crazy tonight. Cause I don't know if he can do it. He can do it, but you're, you're going to get more to Killian. If you just kind of maybe let the leash off a little bit and let him do what he does. You're going to, I promise you, you're going to get more out of that story and he's going to make your promotion better. If you give him more creative freedom. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm also grateful for those moments, of course, like Cassandra cup coming in first and, and being able to work with everybody was, was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's exhausting for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think I, I, I seen, I seen some photos over the weekend. He put some tights back on after saying he was going to walk away from the business. Uh, Avery good. Uh, looks like he's putting boots on again, or maybe coming close to putting boots on. I, I feel like that match needs to happen again. Yeah. Uh, hopefully so. It, um, I had kind of come to terms with the IWTV title match where Dust was going to hit Yuta. And then, you know, Avery comes in and gives Dust the big DDT on the belt and takes him out of the match. I I always, well, not always, but once Avery retired, I had kind of come to terms with having that be the bow on our, on our story. But it is, part of me does want that singles match. So if he is back back, even though I saw, I, I saw, he said he was done again. Um, yeah. But if he's back, back, I would absolutely love to have that match. Yeah, it's it's pro wrestling. No one ever fully leaves, right? right. Exactly. Well, there's another guy that's coming back on the scene that I think was very, very high in the talks of the IWTV title, uh, Matt Mikowski, who I think you would have some fun, fun interactions with, just because you're so like you're the shooter and he's legit. He's probably it's the closest thing in this business to a like a shooter as well, but yeah. he's serious. And then, but he he showed at through high tension that he can do production and he's creative as well. I think you guys would be a good match to work at Angle. Yeah, he's got a lot of personality. Uh, yeah. for sure. he's his um uh vignettes of him coming back are some of the most entertaining things from uh like a cinematic skit vignette. Um standpoint that i've seen in a long time like yeah he killed those he did really really well with those and we worked at pizza party uh during the lockdown oh wow i was i wasn't aware of that yeah yeah we had a, we had a singles match and it was really 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 good i i like that um before he got hurt obviously but now that he's back again somebody i'd love to to compete with especially in, in front of fans because that was a closed taping yeah, I, I tell you what, I mean, that high tension seems like a, a, a match made in heaven for it because I think one of the things that made you both really stand out just besides your, you're, just, you're not just the wrestling aspect, but the creative mind thing is he had Frog Sport, which was one of my favorite productions and my first production to be a part of, and then Killian Vision, which was another, I thought they were both masterpieces and the way they were edited and put together. And a lot of that was Mikowski behind the scenes, like, like giving him the creative freedom to put a lot of that together. And then with you, with Killian vision, I, I think it only makes sense to try to maybe later down the road. That's, that's one thing I do miss about the pandemic. It sucked. A lot of things were terrible, but the pandemic, but man, it was such a time to be creative and put together some real fun things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why my number spiked in PWI like it did. Yeah. Cinematics that we're doing. I mean, we, we competed against eel, um, Phil friend of the show, Phil Stanford. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, some of the actor friends we have, Nate Colt, Kyle Walls, 
Um, Nelson, of course, got his um, uh, shot of the title on a podcast. Like, we did a bunch of really, really weird shit. And it got mentioned in PWI. They said they were waiting for 1CW title defense, which that's what we were doing. We were defending the 1CW Bulletproof title in those uh, crazy cinematic matches. And and you guys really hit the ground running uh, when the pandemic and everything started opening back up and promotions were going, you, you, you the, the, and I say you guys, I always say the goons, right? Like it's a team, it's a team effort for the most part, but uh, you had, you had uh, storylines that cross state lines on the independent scene, which doesn't, didn't happen. Like it's not a thing that goes on very often because a lot of promotions, they get that, well, that's not my creative vision. I don't care. You leave that shit there and you bring something different here. But people yeah. were smart enough, I'll say, those been those promotions and businesses were smart to be like, no, no, no. I like what's happening there. Can you if we can get it here too, we would love to have it. The 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 dust wedding, the Erica Lee rivalry, the the Darius Carter that was going all over the place. They were three moments coming out of the pandemic that were just good storylines and the matches all led up to it and they were they they hit home as well. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that was also like not just promoters saying we want that. There's a lot of us saying, hey, let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. And we're still doing that with the 500 thing mm-hmm. is we we're hitting up promoters. We're saying we have this idea. What, what do you think of it? And, you know, in some cases, it takes even a lot more than that. Like with the Shockwave match, like I was involved with like reaching out to Shockwave and making it happen, like a bunch of aspects of it. Um and you guys will all see that in the the documentary, the Being Five Hundred documentary. It um, is tough, but it's definitely rewarding, and it's cool to to look back. And the me versus Erica thing particularly stands out, like from the GCW Fight Forever show to One CW shows, and then the main event of Magic, and. I'm sure there's places I'm not even thinking of off the top of my head, but the uh, the month of cinematic matches that we had, um, or I guess cinematic shorts. Um, she she competed as as a female in the men's super eight. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. storyline helped with that too. Yeah, when she she ended up taking me out of the women's super eight. So <laughs> yeah, still going. I still I still have a problem with her. Yeah. But, she she is hands down i like when i when you think about talent and just like she's so good like yeah. like i i told her on the podcast too she reminds me a lot of like what we get from willow where willow is this bubbly funny creative mind but they also can kick the shit at you like they're they are hard hitting they will they will kill you like like, like they they can work strong style on the flip of a hat switch and i like when they do that as a character in wrestling where it's like fun and then it's just like no 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 it's on now. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's Erica is working strong style. I think she's just mean. Yeah, she's but she can be funny and she can cut a promo where she's down Hong Kong poo poo pee pee. But when you get in the ring, she's gonna put your face on the other side of your head. <laughs> yeah, she hits me hard in particular. Mm-hmm. And it hurts every single time when people laugh <laughs> cheer. And when I when I hear that goddamn crazy taxi song, I freak the fuck out in my head every time. And you see me. I mean, it's happened in like two different rumbles and like, you know, w- w- like multiple segments. I freeze and I look at the camera and it's all legitimate. I'm like, God damn, I have to deal with this bullshit. And she comes down there swinging every goddamn time. And I don't know if it's like, because the first time we worked, I 
plucked her with the clothesline in the finish. And ever since then, she's just not given a shit about my health at all. And I, <laughs> I try to protect myself, but I was like, ha ha ha. But, but. I don't know if it's because I nail people with the clothesline. They don't give a shit about me, but no, she's, she, it's nothing strong style. She's just fucking mean. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's the thing too, is like, everyone loves strong style right and everyone's like they talk about how they love watching new japan they love when two guys go out and just beat the dog shit out of each other but the second it's done in women's wrestling it's like a, oh they work they're unsafe they work stiff like they're bad for the bits like what are we talking about like it should just be accepted just as much as the other ones like i don't know it's i, I i'm a fan of it i think she's someone if 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 uh if the right people see her i think it the, the sky's the limit for her I, there's no reason why she shouldn't be on tv weekly um who like talking about some of those rivalries and some of the people you work if you can look back on just and and take a snapshot of where you're at right now who are some of your favorite rivals that you worked with or some people that you were you got to like exchange with or put those storylines together or or someone that you think is at the, when when it's when you're long said and done like you're never going to shake this person as a rival um erica i mean you got you got to mention erica first and foremost yeah. we kind of covered that one that was probably crazy in your headphones. I'm sorry. No, it was fine. That was fine. Good. Um, I did a beer podcast for four years. I, I don't mind the sound of a cracking can. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> Edith, I think, is definitely Ooh. something. You mentioned her a little bit um, in passing with the, the Chick-fil-A gay president angle. I think she is definitely like somebody who not just production wise but i've had great matches with going all the way back to the semifinals of the first cassandra cup um those two um you know i've been wrestling primal fear a lot all over the place with the goons i don't uh, know if they've quite hit that edith and erica level of competitive yet but at the beginning of season two of fight pro on IWTV, uh, Miles and I take on Primal Fear. And Love that. Yeah, we we just keep going at it over and over again. So uh, they might sneak in there to that Edith Erica level of uh, people that really, really goddamn annoy me. Yeah, and they're doing a great thing too that I think more independent wrestlers should do is just getting their name out there because you're already there and you're making the drive. And if you have people with you all the time, I love their vlogs. I love how they vlog and just have fun with it and they do like the food reviews while they're out. Like it's smart. And I think more people should start doing stuff like that. Like if you're on the road, everyone talks about their like, oh man, I miss when we were on the road doing this and doing that. But like film it. You know what I mean? Like if it's entertaining you, it's probably going to entertain other people and it's only going to make your career more valuable and more people are going to want to book you or bring you around. And they're going to be like, how do I get on the vlog? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think they're a very good team. They're another one I, I really enjoy watching. Yeah. Yeah. We faced them in the, uh, the semifinals of the tag super eight, um, 2023. So yeah, they're, they're, they're really good. They, they also hit very hard, yeah. very hard slam you very, very hard. But, you know, hopefully we slam them. You when to- when did you make that turn um, from f- in, in your career where it's like, I'm going to stop doing what everybody else is doing from the standpoint of just trying to, like, do that style of match and that almost cookie cutter, go out, wrestle your match, do that. When did you say, like, all right, like, I don't want to say when you became jaded, right? But when you when yeah. you kind of became like, I'm just this is I want to 
be more creative? Like, when did that switch hit? When was that moment in your career when that all kind of came together? You're like, I'm just going to, if, if I'm going to do this and and not be like, not miserable, but I'm bored with it because like that's essentially what it comes down to. Like, I don't want to say the business bores you, but like, yeah behind the scenes like you don't watch weekly wrestling you really don't follow a lot what's going on um yeah. wrestling is something you're very talented at but you need you you have to find a different way to make it entertaining to you and that's where your creativity comes in when did that change happen um well from a approaching it from a different aspect creatively that was something I always had in my head, whether or not I executed it and whether or not like I figured it out. I think that's something I needed Dustin for. But at the very beginning of my career, my original trainer, Dirty Sunny Deeds, worked Shane Douglas in a series of three matches in Delaware in three different promotions, which is, is kind of cool. Um, that third match... I just started training and I was like doing security or selling tickets or some bullshit. And I went up to Shane before or after the match at the end of the night. And I was like, Hey, I'm a young guy just starting out. Do you have any advice? And he was like, don't do what everyone else is or no, no. He said, don't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. Um, now, I took that as literally blinders up. Don't pay attention to what anyone else is doing. I took it as literally as I fucking could. It's so stupid because what he was saying is like, oh, don't get caught up on other people's accolades and like how they're doing. Like, don't compare yourself. Like, don't covet thy neighbor's wife. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I took it just literally. And I was like, all right, I'll just stop watching everything. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're right, Mr. G. Willikers. Um, then I think it works out pretty pretty well for me. Yeah, totally. It totally does. And I think that the, the hardest thing is, is just letting, trying to find or get to that point where promoters trust you enough to give you that creative freedom. Because once again, like a lot of these promoters, they, they put a lot of time, effort, and their own money into running a wrestling company. And then some guy comes in or some talent comes in they're like i have an idea and they're like no yeah so like how do you build that respect or that ability to like because someone has to give you the shot to to do something creative and then other people see it and be like i trust his process because that's that's essentially what it comes down to you have to you have to earn that respect from that one person to get that opportunity to do it i mean yeah it's, it's all about just like building blocks right like you just ask until you get the first step and then you get the next step and people see that and you get the next step. Like, um, I remember like when we had the Christmas special that MCW aired, um, we had a, a version of the Christmas special made without the MCW logo, um, in the beginning credits ready to go just in case like it was like day of getting approval from dan i'm in the studio we're recording my episode of the podcast and i'm like hey do you guys what do you guys think about like i had talked to the production guy already and i just casually like oh, hey what do you guys think about airing this at the end like we haven't debuted it yet could be pretty cool and you know dan looks over at the production guys like yeah i mean like you've watched it you like it and i'm i'm cool with the production guy he's a production guy so he knows my shit's good so he's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's awesome. And, you know, we're off to the races. MCW aired a cinematic. 
And then at that point, I'm like, all right, I got nothing else. Like, I can I can go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the cinematics, obviously, you're just getting better and better and better at it. Going from the meet the press to Killian Vision, where you're fucking using drones and using 4K footage and that barn scene. Like, beautiful. If, if you have not seen Killian Vision, head over to High Tension uh, Wrestling Channel. Uh, it is, it's in their playlist of all their shows, Killian Vision. The, watch it from beginning to end. Each match is, uh, is it, it starts with a skit. Uh, at a remote control that can travel through time and it goes through all these different movie parodies to time frames to all these crazy things and leads up to this giant big cinematic ending watch it it's beautiful but there's another cinematic that you guys did that i don't think it's talked about enough but the 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 you sunny and dust like zombie movie oh yeah february that was awesome (laughs) Thank you. Like, that yo, like you were watching, you're like, yo, are they gonna literally make me cry right now? <laughs> uh yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I uh I've gotten a few people, my peers or fans. I've gotten a few people like peers or fans that have come up to me it's like, wow, I watched that and I got so emotional. Um I, and in a typical goon fashion, it ends with like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like to refer to it as a um not a rom com. A rom drum, zom. I love that. That's the genre of of film that is, and and I'm really proud of the swerve in that, and it's gotten long term a lot of views on YouTube, and I look at it as a very good bow on the end of that era of this of the cinematics. Yeah, that was real. So now that we we got the wrestling side out, I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Um. You're, you're like let's talk more about the the filming and the production and things you have going on i know another thing you have in the works where you and duster um are actually doing like like theater stuff like you guys are doing like improv improv classes and and productions and stuff in that aspect as well correct yeah let me hold up my my phone's dying let me plug you in here no problem bam, bam, bam. i don't even have my charger oh no i don't even know where my charger is all right well, if it dies, it dies. I'll figure out another way to hit you up. Don't worry. We'll finish this. This it'll be like one. a part two. I'll just cut it like a like yeah. a cinematic. The better. The, what a better way to end the podcast. We'll have. I, what I'll do is I'll cue up something. I'll be like, and now let's go to that that clip that we talked about. Yeah. And you can just play that. Oh, um, love that. Um, but yeah. So what it is is an exercise like you can write a 10 minute script and submit that script. And when your script gets selected randomly, you then draw your actors uh, out of a hat. Then you have two minutes to explain to your actors what's going on. And then they have to act it out like while they read the script. So they're reading it and acting it like all at the same time. So I like to say it's improv without all the annoying parts of improv, AKA the improv. (laughs) Um, So it's a way that you can like get up and show your stuff, whether you're a writer or an actor or both, or you can just like come and drink and have a good time. It's, it's, that's why I was saying before we hopped on the air, you should come out and like put your name into act. I'm a terrible actor, but I'll try it. It's perfect. It's like it literally every level of actor is there. There's like people that stand like this and they don't project at all. And then you have Dustin who's like, 
like you have every level of theater there it's uh it's really I, good. I love doing wrestling promos. Like if, if I get asked to be in one, I love being a part of them. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing, but I just, I, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very similar to that. Like I, it's called pop. It happens uh, at the Kent County theater guild in Dover, Delaware. If you're close to that, even within an hour, like I definitely recommend coming out six thirties, Fridays, one Friday, every month. It's usually the second Friday. Um, I, uh, when is this airing? I think November 17th is the next one, maybe, when this comes out. Probably wrong about that, but look out for that on Facebook or the Kent County Theater Guild website or the Instagram or the x.com page. Uh, um, there's a lot of ways to, to keep track of them, but yeah, it is. It's a good time. It's some of the most fun I've ever had performing, and it makes me mad that I just got into theater. Yeah, you're, it's like a natural fit for you, I feel like. I feel like it's only going to make you better in other aspects, like the writing and everything like that. Like, I think it's like everyone can go to the gym and be amazing in that aspect. But, like, I think for you, it's like the gym, you got the gym part down. But, like, yeah, I don't even need to go anymore. Yeah, you just you, you <laughs> won. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it, now it comes down to like, I think this is going to be this is going to take you to another level and, and whether that day comes where you, the, the boots are no longer a thing either, but there's so much you can give to the business when it comes to like helping with storylines or helping a talent, like, Hey, this is what you should probably do. If you see that, like, or if you see two talent that you think, I think you guys would be a good match together. Why don't you guys do a storyline and, and like enter the business in that aspect, which I think would be amazing. Cause I, I don't know. I think that'd be fun for you to like find two guys and put a storyline together. I think that'd be a fun project. Um, and you kind of do that, too, because you find talented people and you're like, you should come and join our little squad because I see something in you. You know what I mean? I mean um, that's more so just our friends. Like everybody yeah. is just like somebody we're already close to, like like Nelly, like to a lot of people, Nelly has just joined the goons. But in reality, um, if you go back and you watch promos on my YouTube page, he's the very first person to like when we were the boys. Yeah. Or we were even the boys. He was like, Killian, I want to be your tag partner. And then from there, we added AK. And there, Bad Bad Banks, who eventually, like, during the pandemic, dropped out of the group. Um, Which that was, like, such a good storyline that ended up being lost footage. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. But long lo lost footage in wrestling, the most surprising thing ever, right? Yeah. Uh, it's It's so sad. And I know we're completely off track now. No, there's no track. I'm having a blast. Yeah, it's like oh, to die out with a mid mid point. Um, it's so sad that pro wrestling, other than maybe commercials, maybe might be like the industry where there is just the most lost media, just a unfathomable amount of of lost media and it's happening all the time still like a lot of industries we're in the age of the internet it's so easy to preserve things but somehow some way we are still losing independent wrestling footage all the time it's crazy yeah especially when people one of the things that like drives me so crazy is when like and I understand why it happens, but it's like you go to a promotion and you work so hard 
to like put together a storyline for three years and then something the, the owner of the company goes and does something scummy and then you lose mm. all your footage because they don't want to be attached to that person it's like man like it's 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 almost like the penn state case right like everyone loses their records of how many yards and stuff they did because the coach was a scumbag it's like the running right. back had nothing to do with it you know what i mean right. like exactly <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, that happened for a while there. A lot of promotions were just all the footage was just scrapped because there was scummy people. But it's like the people who put the work into those productions are so important. And they it's, it's like their growth and their evolution. Like I couldn't imagine being in the industry and putting together all these matches and storylines. And then five years of your work at a company just gets deleted. Like that's yeah. got to be heartbreaking. Yeah, honestly. And um, I'm always afraid that I'm going to. No, Steamyard just gave me a weird prompt to increase the storage on my phone. Really? Yeah, I was like, why would I do that? Yeah, that's weird. Um, I'm always afraid because it happens that I'm gonna rub a promoter the wrong way, and then they'll just like delete my shit. So I screen, like screen record everything. <laughs> that's what I do. I I, I have a you you know. A million programs to do it but i just download shit off youtube or or whatever yeah so what are some things going on from now to the end of the year or things in the future that you have cooking up with i don't i don't want you to give everything away i know you're you're very proud and passionate about revealing things at the, the due time but what are some things they can expect for killing in the future um well like i said at the beginning of december december 6th specifically uh killian tube the new YouTube channel is dropping and I have a 45 minute video on odd world apes exodus. One of my favorite PlayStation one games, great voice acting, awesome cutscenes, beautifully, beautifully like animated and, and the, the way like the 3d models lay on the 2d backgrounds. I'm just obsessed with that game. So did, if did you like, weren't making a new one for a while there, like they were talking about it. They they did they dropped uh they they rebooted the series pretty much did they really yeah yeah I so, actually um, never played an Odd World game but I know of Odd World because it just looks so vastly different from every other game out there it's really really cool and it's uh it was amazing how like in the era of I mean I'm a huge Twisted Metal fan but in the era of like the Twisted Metals and again huge fan but in the era of like Crash Bandicoot when everybody was doing these like clunky poly models which I love, I love that. It's beautiful. But everybody was doing that, that Lauren Landing and his team completely went in a different direction and did these beautiful 2D landscapes. But through the team's talent at making these landscapes, was able to put that 3D perception in these levels and this gameplay. It's just incredible. Um and if you like the PlayStation 1, if you like Odd World, or if you just like video games, like go listen to me rant and rave about that. Uh, Killian Tube. If you look up Killian Tube, you'll see my little meerkat. I love how that's airing the day after my birthday. I'm pretty excited for that. It's airing on my birthday. Wow. We December 6th? Very, yeah, we have very similar birthdays. I'm, that's I'm funny. The fifth. I'm the fifth, yeah. Wow. Sagittarius. I don't know what that means. I, I every every uh, witchy girl out in the world tells me about my horoscopes and stuff. I don't know what any of it yeah. means though. It means we're adventurers, I believe. I think is that what it is? Says. We're creative yeah, people. So. <laughs> yeah. Every time yeah, someone I says, like, oh, that. your horoscope, I'm like, let me tell me guess. It means I'm awesome. That's why I just tell them. It, it just, means I'm badass. Yeah, yeah. Cause every horoscope just tells you all the positive things. You know what I mean? It never tells you you're a giant piece of shit. 
yeah that'd probably be there's probably money in that though like yeah. if you make an app that's like shitty horse the shitty horoscope like you know that <laughs> yeah. restaurant that like insults you when you order like your dick's food? dick service or something like that yeah or? exactly it'll be like the horoscope version of like that. A, like a uh, you're you're just horrible. You should figure out your life. You're terrible. You're a Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> Delete this app. Yeah. Don't have another yeah. day. Yeah, never look at the stars. You're you're bad. <laughs> look down all the time. <laughs> um. So, uh, so with the channel, is it going to be a lot of like video game style stuff, or you're going to dive into movies? Like, is it going to be all things pop culture? Yeah, all things pop culture. Um, you'll see on the schedule what I what I have laid out after that is uh the top 10 Muppet lore inconsistencies. Oh my God. So if, if you like the Muppets, definitely subscribe. There'll be a lot of Muppet stuff. Um, Who's your favorite Muppet? I like Miss Piggy a lot. Okay. And, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of comparisons on the way we work professionally and uh, the, yeah. the way we look is uh, apparently that's what the crowds tell me. Yes. Yeah, um, I think that Erica Lee started that nasty, vicious. Yeah. Campaign. yeah. Very, very rude thing. Uh, very, very rude thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I really like uh, Statler and Waldorf, of course. It just me and Ellie at any show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the Muppets. I love the Muppets I, so much. Uh, I love Gonzo. Getting off topic real quick again, because it just popped in my head. I, You know, I realized, and I didn't know I had it until actually Dust told me on his episode. I have one of the first footage, like, on my channel on the old Tornado Tag of you and Dustin together on camera at PPW when I interviewed you oh, in the bleachers. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, Dustin, Dustin was mostly just coming to with me to shows at that point. It was before. You're just like, you're interviewing this guy too. And you just handed Dustin mic. And he was just like, uh, it was like one of, he's like, it was like the first promo I ever did. It was, and you recorded it on your foot. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Like, let's go to that clip right now. We'll play it. We'll play it right Play here. this dust clip right here. Play, play the dust clip. That's what I should have said, and now I should have gone to get my charger, and yeah. you could have cut it off. <laughs> well, let's let's actually let's wrap it up here, and then I'll play that clip in closing it. Uh, where okay, can people cool. find you on social media and uh, and all that fun stuff? Besides the links below. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Killian Tube on YouTube.com, on X.com, uh, at the Shooter KM, at Killian McMurphy on Instagram. Subscribe to Birds on Film. Yes. Uh, they are about to drop the Five Nights at Freddy's episode. Might have already happened by the time this this yeah, YouTube. This, uh, they this, they this, went through their whole month of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, we did a whole month of Nicolas Cage. That was absolutely exhausting. <sighs> <laughs> um, but we are deep in the Five Nights at Freddy's. Birds on Gaming um, should be out by now. That's that's Bird mm. playing Five Nights at Freddy's. For the very first time, and uh, getting a little mad, getting a little scared, going through I the whole that. range of emotions, and uh, I need I need more goons playing video game streams. That needs to be a thing. Thank you, thanks, thanks. <laughs> her especially. She's a absolute crazy person. I um, I love how Erica just tears apart some of my favorite things. Like when she was making fun of Evil Dead, I was just like laughing, but also hating it. I, like she's like this whole amazing thing, and he just goes groovy. And I was just like, that's amazing. And Dustin's like, that's awesome. <laughs> Please go check out Birds on Film. It is so wildly entertaining. It's so good. Yeah, I love the what I love personally, if I can ran rave it a second Please. more. Um, what I love about Birds on Film is it's a film bro and just the complete antithesis of a film bro. Yeah, she, in, she overanalyzes it. 
she she uh she does and at the same time she like will just look at something completely on face value and be like matter of fact opinion about it yeah in a way that like my pretentious ass or kyle's pretentious ass or eel or dustin or anybody else who's ever appeared on the channel we could never see that point of view for a film so it's like i i love i love them uh Shout out to them. They're over 200 subscribers now. Um, if you're watching this, please subscribe to Birds on Film. Subscribe to Killian Tube. Uh, to, uh, subscribe to Killian Tube 2, of course. But, like, they're doing great work over there. I love Birds on Film. I remember at a high tension, and we'll wrap it up here, when you guys were talking about watching every Ernest film. And I kind of asked Erica about that. She goes, "That'll never. I'll never do that. I hate no, that. She, <laughs> I doubt she'll even watch a single Ernest film <laughs> for sure <laughs> me but, i'll watch an Ernest film all of them yeah Ernest goes maybe, to jail i had to go back year, and watch some of the old ones next year maybe that'll be it'll be a jim varney spotlight september i love that i love that well That's listen first killian thank you so much for this i i of absolutely course. love chatting with you once the channel drops maybe early next year we'll we'll do this again have you we'll have you for a part two that's what i'm excited about ending this season and then coming back next season season two and bringing back previous guests and now that the wrestling stuff's out of the way we could talk about more of the other stuff um, yeah yeah i got a very 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 big video dropping um in april may of next year so Maybe I can come on and promote that bad boy. Please do. Please that do. That is going to be a, a feature length masterpiece. And I don't want to talk I, too much about it, but I'm very proud of it. I have one sponsored question. Uh, logos by Hunter's been helping me out a lot, making logos and trying to help me get some merch thing out of there. Help me through these trying times of my life collapsing. Um, <laughs> his, his, his question is, and he asked everybody the same one is if, if you can uh, write a younger letter, a, a letter to your younger self, what would that letter say? Don't call her back. Don't call her back. Don't call her back. That's it. That's all right. No, no, I don't No details. Just leave it no right details. there. Just don't call her back. <laughs> well, that's how we're ending it. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. But everybody out there, that goes for you too. Don't call her back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Keep it's the, the best DM advice you ever <laughs> Make that a t-shirt. Don't call her back. We're out of here. ABJ Podcast, episode 88. Killian McMurphy, the shooter. <laughs>